Yes, I do. Let me introduce you to the elements. Hey, you, I heard you shining, but I got that gold membership. I rose from the bush like Valentine's petals from an unstable family of alkaline metals. Hitting prime time like Channel 5 specials, and I never handle rocks like Palestine rebels with pebbles. The antics and antiquities and Mr. Steve's always got a trick up my sleeve. Miss, please, ancient magic of witchcraft. Skip class, and I barely just passed. A young grasshopper that's trying to switch pads. She trying to get bent like light when it hits glass bong smoke got me blazed as hell burning weight like them 47 j's i scale you can tell by the amazing smell and my eyes stay tight like i'm asian wow my man dirty had the booty just to put me in the right mind yeah you are Never die as long as we got real shows like this holding us down. Yeah. Yeah. What up, Dharma? Boys were straight telling us, y'all ain't real hip hop. Y'all don't know the history of hip hop. Y'all don't carry backpacks. Y'all don't ride trains. You know, I feel like they was do doing down our backs and our necks and, and, and TTing on our legs when they was doing that because we was the ones buying their records. Hey, this is Mark Ronson and you're checking out my longtime friend Peter Oasis on WNYU. Now, here comes the music. And now, directly from the planet of Brooklyn, Peter Oasis, 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 Oasis. So last night I'm home and I'm looking for some sound bites and I stay up late doing this because I always like to find something new. And um, so I stumble across this great interview with Pimp C and that's where I grabbed that from. Um, Pimp C has so many quotables. I've used a Pimp C quotable before too. Yeah, that's a great one. I want to give a shout out to uh, Benjamin Ingram, Benjamin Meadows Ingram. Tonight, uh, he's down in Brooklyn at the Powerhouse Arena uh, with Scarface, right. Southern Legend, and uh, Elliot Wilson and all them. And they're celebrating uh, a book that uh, Benjamin wrote with the great Scarface. Yes. So It's it's an autobiography, I believe, for Scar- is it Scarface's story? or Yes, I'm pretty sure. And it, they're... They're promoting it as the uh, you know the untold story and the history of Southern rap. Scarface so, is a legend, man. He's he's one of the best to ever do it. You yeah, know? I, I've said this before. I mean, I was listening to uh, the Martin Moore show when I was a kid uh, mm-hmm. when he was on WNYU, and they played a song by the Ghetto Boys. Um, it's called Assassin. I played it here before. Yes, you have. And it's one of the rawest rap songs I've ever heard because in the song. He, like, cuts up his girlfriend into pieces and, <laughs> you know, he he gives someone AIDS or whatever it was. It's just a raw, raw rap song. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to play that again sometime. But uh, shouts to BMI uh, mm-hmm. on the release of his book. That's pretty awesome. And shouts to Scarface, who's in New York tonight. Yep. If you see Scarface in these New York streets... Give him some New York love, man. I think he spends a lot more time here of late. I remember reading a Complex interview where he was saying that he's kind of made New York his second home. Oh, that's cool. Um, so he spends a lot of time up here, I think. Well, he's here tonight, and uh, shouts to everyone out there who went to that uh, to book reading and the interview. Yep. You went out last night. Yes. Elliot Wilson hosted one of his Crown interviews with uh, ASAP Rocky. How yep. was that, Darmic? 
it was pretty cool. Um, you know, Rocky talked a little bit about his album. I think that's coming out in May, so next month. Um, he also hinted at that instrumental album he's been apparently been working on, and he put out like this, like he played his a music video he had, which was pretty trippy. Um, so that was cool, and you know, just talked about fashion and and the the usual uh, conversations. That was actually at the Tribeca Film Festival, which was pretty cool because uh, there's a movie that he's in called Dope, which I believe is screening at at the Tribeca Film Festival. So you know, pretty pretty cool to see uh, you know an interview with, with an artist like that take place in. Uh, in a place like the Tribeca Film Festival. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. This is 89.1 FM WNYU. Name of the show is NW3 Radio, which stands for Now Where Were We? We broadcast from New York City Live every Wednesday night from 9 p.m. to 10.30. This evening, we're followed by the great DJ Reddy C, who's filling in for DJ Eclipse. Uh, Reddy C is a friend of the movement. Live and direct in the building in its entirety. Yeah, man. Uh, Reddy C's here, and I'm, I heard he's bringing some some good folks down. I heard the Brown Bag All-Stars and all that are coming up. The so homies. you're going to want to stay tuned at 10.30. Happy belated to SoulCon, of course. Yeah, SoulCon, the uh, host of... Uh, what's it called? You, you Must Mu- Learn. It's been so long, I forgot. It's, uh, <laughs> you Must Learn. You can also find that on SoundCloud. And W3 Radio is available on SoundCloud or wherever you can find and great of, podcasts. And of course, Audible Doctor from that group is the intro to this show still, to this day. I don't know. That's him rapping? Yeah, that's him rapping. Uh, or the What Up Dharmic is him. Oh, not, not the, the not the the verse at the beginning. That's Capital Steve's rest in peace. But the but the uh, what up Dharmic or whatever. That's from his record. Yeah, I ran into to Audible Doctor um, last week in Brooklyn. He was coming out the train and and I was like, yo yo yo, what up? And I was surprised to see him riding the train because I know he's doing big things. But then again, we're in New York where most people ride the train. This is true. It's actually uh, the thing to do. So. We are joined today by the one and only Brandon Jenkins making his third or fourth appearance here on NW3 Radio. I need you to test your mic, Brandon Jenkins. Yo, yo, what's up? I think it's my, I think it's my fourth. I think it's your fourth. I'm not There's sure. a Show Me episode. Let's see. I could count. There's a Show Me episode. There's the first episode where you were the uh, the guest. You were the guest with uh, Veronica. There is the anniversary. The anniversary, anniversary. and this is the fourth. Now one. this being the fourth. Mm-hmm. Well, math is good. There uh, you for go. those who don't know, Brandon point. Jenkins is a correspondent and a writer over at Complex TV. You could check him out over there on Complex if that's what you want to do. Where you will also find. Emily Oberg, who who joins us from time to time. Including last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we brought... Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to ask, um, you know, last week she came, and, and I have to wonder, do you get um, anywhere near the amount of uh, um, prom offers or, uh, you know... Uh. Twitter shout outs or, or you know what have you the way she does I don't get any prom offers and that's probably good because um, I'm definitely way too old for that but um, <laughs> the shout outs I, I get some but it's probably like the same like it's most of our, our audience like like young dudes you know so they're like oh Jinx you're cool you're the man or or F you Jinx you know that's an option too but um, no one gets love like Emily like she's just a whole other category it's crazy prom offers I mean guys are like I can't even repeat half the other comments. Like it's crazy. Her fanhood is is real. If I go places, like I was in Detroit for, um, I think last time I was here, I yeah. just got off the the Big Sean trip, and some kid stopped me. Big Sean's like ten feet away from his favorite rapper. He sees me, and the first thing all he can talk about is like, "Yo, is Emily here?" 
in the middle of Detroit. Like we're in like we're in the shelter, like the shelter in Detroit, the iconic spot. And he's like, "Yo, where's Emily Oberg?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's which real is hip-hop. crazy because I can't even name the other two guys on Complex TV. I just call them the white dudes." <laughs> it's messed so, up because people kind of mix them up sometimes, and they're two totally distinct dudes. Sean Evans, who's the man, and Hanuman Welch, who's the man as well. Yo, shout to those guys. Maybe he's got we'll the have the them here one time. Name of all time, by the way, and I, I mean, he's been a part of Complex for a long time. Who, Hanuman. Yeah, that that's like the uh, god. Why? Basically, sounds like Cardamon. No, Hanuman is the uh, the like a monkey god that's in the Ramayana. Like that's that's definitely where the name comes from. There's no other the way it's spelled and everything. There is no other explanation for that name. Good chance he had hippie parents. Hanuman the god. <laughs> exactly. I now so. You know. We have Brendan here tonight because we wanted to talk about, and this is something that, um, you know, you usually don't think of a topic until, you know, a couple hours before the show. Because you know what? You never know what's going to happen. And, and God forbid some crazy news story happens. And, you know, we, we want to just make sure that, one, there's nothing going on. And two, you know, if our topic will still hold weight by the end of the day, because, you know, the news cycles and the, you know, just, you know, life of a story could could die in in seconds, right? Literally. Yeah. So, this week, um, the Migos, Darmic, yes. uh rap trio, were on a tour bus. Um, they got into some trouble. They pulled into a college. They had some some guns. They brought some guns onto the campus, and they also had some illegal substances in their in their tour van mm-hmm. and i called dharmic from the train and i said dharmic we have to talk about the pitfalls uh, of touring of being yes. a rapper or or touring in general because a lot of stuff goes down uh dharmic can you tell us something happened with nelly a couple of weeks back yes i believe uh they found methamphetamine in uh nelly's tour bus which is the craziest substance you can find in somebody's tour bus i'm not really sure what that's doing there I, I, allegedly there was enough of it for selling it seems like somebody was trying to run some sort of uh meth uh like ring in, off of his tour bus and uh, he got popped for it um and and he got got arrested and uh, you know there's another incident that happened uh, last month tour story as well Immortal Technique um, who was here in New York last week he got arrested I think um, at the end of March in LA for um, essentially people were selling his merchandise after buying it like reselling it or whatever and they got beat up by a group of people. And they alleged that it was um, they, they the cops arrested Immortal Technique and Talib Kweli's road manager for um, attempted robbery and 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 what have you. So big part of the business, big part of of being a professional uh, performer is that you you have to go on tour. If you're not going on tour, you're not going to bring in any money, mm-hmm. especially today. I mean, you're not selling records the way you used to. You kind of have to go on tour to make your bread. Mm-hmm. Um, part part of putting a, a good tour team together. Uh, we're going to go step by step in how this happens. You you hire someone, you hire a tour manager. Your tour manager is basically the babysitter. He's going to deal with you every day. He's going to make sure you check into a hotel if you need to. He's going to make sure you shower because, you know, when you're hopped up on oxycodone like uh, some of these rappers, you may forget to shower, right? Yep. Um, you know, you, you're supposed to put a good team together. Uh, what, what I see with rappers is that you usually have an entourage and... 
you know the the big argument here is that the these big tour buses carry anywhere between 10 and 20 people depending on the size and and model of the bus and you have all sorts of people on this bus nelly put out a, a statement basically saying that you know i need to pay closer attention to who comes on my tour bus and who i let into my circle which is crazy. golly really because he's like 15 years deep in the game like dude really is that is this something you're you're like checking out right now like come on man like who's who's new like it, anyone that's been around you has been around you you know better dog like yeah it's it's inexplicable i i don't it's crazy it, it's crazy and out of all things also like if someone's doing or selling meth that's not something like you don't know about. That's pretty like that's not like oh man, I think I smell weed. Like there's, it's meth, dog. Like that's it's a whole different animal. Yeah, and it's not even like like cocaine, which is you know tends to be uh, a typical drug that's it's around, you know, and and you can't smell that, and that can be hidden discreetly, and I've seen that here in NYU's campus, but meth is like is next level stuff. It's like, another tax bracket. Like you're <laughs> you're. That's a lifestyle switch, you know. <laughs> yes. You know if someone's on that, if someone's selling that, like if one of your guys is selling that, just his customer base is very like you understand what's going on. Nelly didn't apparently he didn't understand and now he got jammed up for it. Like, come on, man. How yeah. old, how old is Nelly? Like I mean, he's old enough to be making better decisions. Yeah, and Nelly's someone I I never thought of being a, uh, a gangster kind of guy. I mean, he's a pretty clean cut pop star from from what I know. He used to wear band aids on his face. Is selling meth considered gangster in in twenty fifteen? Uh, have you seen Breaking Bad? I feel like if there's anything that's going to be gangster in twenty fifteen, it's definitely meth for sure. Like, I don't know. Yo, now, now here's what I expect from from the defense, uh, you know, the, the attorneys that are hired to uh, to take care, take these cases and, and free these guys up so they don't see any time. I expect any lawyer to say the obvious. My my guys were targeted. Okay, so th this brings a question of touring while black, right? The um, the Migos and and Brandon could tell us more about this. The Migos had claimed that they were targeted, that they were sitting ducks from the time they pulled onto that university. The university police had targeted them, and their intention was to go through that tour bus and find something if it's there. My thing is like that's valid if you come back to your bus and it's torn upside down and they didn't find anything. Like if I get pulled over as a person, I'm driving and I know I'm not doing anything. Like I I know that I'm checking all the boxes and. The, I'm like, oh, you guys are targeting me. You know, you could say, like, it's your skin color. You could say it's a whole bunch of other things. But if they pull me over and I got crystal meth or, like, submachine guns or codeine or anything that's, like, just inarguably illegal, that kind of targeting thing falls. I don't I don't know why. Just to me, it, it, it the arguments, it dilutes. Like, dude, they targeted you and then they came up. Like, you were clearly doing something wrong. I, I can't co-sign them. I don't even want them in the same conversation is targeting because there's real people out here who are getting targeted who aren't doing anything wrong and they get treated the same if not worse so Migos is in an, they don't get to, to claim that and beyond that also you know one of the members Offset has a, a criminal record particularly he has a felony um, and so when you have something like when you have a felony on your record first of all that doesn't go away uh, mm -hmm. it takes a long time for that to go away and, and he probably is also perhaps still on probation for that case, um, you know, the, very likely. So when you have something like that, 
that automatically shows up to campus security. It's their job to to know that you are here and you have these issues in the past. You've been convicted of them and you're still doing your your punishment for it. And and that you are kind of a risk. You know, you become a risk when you have that. Also, like, man, you're on with the entourage of like a thousand guys that are dressed like you, that are smoking your weed, that are you know are living off of your your lifestyle, basically. Like, how is it not your game plan to set it up so that they cover you for these kind of things? I mean, if you have a felony, then you're probably you're going to take it out regardless. But the other guys, like, what are they there for? You know, like they're carrying the bags or like, what are they doing? Like on this tour, like setting up your tour team, where do they fall into the tour team? You need to have some guys that are just going to be there to take a fall. You need strong. I mean, it all starts from the top. You need strong leadership, which is crazy because you need someone who's going to make the decisions. You know, you know, going into this as a tour manager, the Migos, you know, town to town, you're getting into fights. You know, you're starting trouble. You're going to say to the guys, okay, you know what? We're going to, we're going to book two buses. Okay. Bus A is for the band. This is the clean bus. Right. Bus B is for the knuckleheads. The entourage could ride in bus D. B, God forbid something happens. It's bus B. Bus B will go down, and it's not going to stop the flow of this tour. Beyond that, not everybody gets hauled off to jail. Also, there should be some, for those people who are the the bus B people, so to speak, they should be able to just take the fall for it. And, you know, we know that you got them. I think in most circles, I mean, you look at like, let's go to like the obvious example of like Jay-Z and Emery, right? I just, uh, I think I was just on Instagram. It's like Emery's birthday today. Emery's Mm -hmm. out. He's he's now a businessman. He's doing very well. He took the fall for, uh, you know, Jay. And look how great his life turned out, you know? And clearly his that patch was very rough, but that's that's an agreement. And that's an agreement that like you could say maybe originates in like street culture, gang culture, wherever, or just in amongst friends even. Yeah. But the idea that that's not that's not already agreed upon or discussed in those groups makes me wonder like how legitimate some of those other claims that they say or where they pull their aesthetic from or their their rap from. Because you guys, if you guys are really from that, you would have already had that set up. That's just like. That's water to you guys. That's that's just a starting point. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know what? This goes to... Um, we talked about this before, Darmic. What I call homeboy management. Uh, pulling your best friend off the corner and letting him handle your business affairs. Probably not the best move. If you're an upstart rapper out there in the audience, you know, try to seek out professional management when your stuff starts to pop. And then again, we're talking about a group, as Brandon mentioned, that is signed to 300 and has a manager whose track record um, is Gucci Mane and, uh, you know, the list goes on. So, you know, I, I would imagine that's supposed to be considered professional in 2015. If you want to chime in, you could give us a call at 212-998-1818. You know the number here. 212-998-1818. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Rappers go out on the road. Musicians go out on the road. You know you have to cover all your bases. You got to keep safe. People are out there, you know half-stepping pretty much i will say touring while black is a real thing and and that there is a risk that that comes with it and and the example of a situation where all these dot these eyes were were dotted and these t's were crossed came last year in the summer with young jeezy uh young Mm. jeezy was a guy who was on the road was at this festival like a, a big like 
summer jam type festival in the Bay Area. And, you know, he was a, uh, a couple weeks away from dropping his album. So they were in full campaign mode. And, and there was a shooting that happened at this festival unrelated to him. It was just it happened during Wiz Khalifa's set of all people. And, you know, the police were trying to find the shooter and decided to go into Young Jeezy's tour bus. And they found guns, uh, X amount of guns. And for whatever reason, decided that they were going to arrest everybody on that tour bus um regardless of the fact that they didn't find enough guns for everybody on the tour bus again you have to be prepared you don't know what you can get into well, well, why well, have it in the first place well well the story continues you know he beat the case everybody on the bus actually beat the case nobody got convicted of this because the guns were licensed the the they had the the gun owners claimed them and and had licenses for these guns and so you know essentially there was nothing wrong about that particular case they had guns they had permits for it 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 was all clean and yet they ended up in jail for about a week because um you know they set a crazy bail for for everybody and and jeezy refused to get out of jail until everybody's bail was paid he actually you know wrote it out with his homeboys or whatever and you know ultimately the charges were, were thrown out, but it's it's crazy that the idea that, you know, you can do everything right. And, and just because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, somehow yeah. you can still all just get, end up in jail for a week. Well, that's like, that's just rolling around, like not even touring. That's just like life. Unfortunately, that's just something you kind of, you don't accept, but you definitely prepare for, um, you know, like I'm, I'm not a criminal. Like I play by the rules for the most part, but I'm aware that at any point, like I could just be walking here and anything could happen. And it's not, sometimes it's your skin color. Sometimes it is just wrong place, wrong time. But for every Jeezy that's out there doing it right and playing it right, and then down to like even sticking it through jail or like just holding, there's there's Amigos, you know, who's like, like this is your guy, right? Like this, there's three of you. Why is he has an F on his file? Why, why are there guns at all? Why isn't there a bus B? And it's crazy because Coach K is responsible for both of those guys. Like he's like, He's the guy helming both of those Jeezy's story in the game, but then also Jeezy's story from where he comes from is super legit. Yeah, I don't know. To me, when you're missing small things, I always think about like in rap where like I remember talking to Jada once. He was like, look, man, like if you're saying you do these things, I should be able to tell what that room looks like. I should be able to smell it on the pot. I should be able to tell what like the dude who just walks in the door, what he's wearing. Like it's legitimate. He's really from that. So other things come with that. Jeezy's by his actions alone, you'd imagine that there's some legitimacy to what he's saying when you miss those steps those steps that that like are the pillars it makes you wonder like how legitimate everything else is if you guys don't even know the rules to like how to operate before you even get into a booth you know 89.1 fm wnyu shows now where were we starring dharmic dharmic the dharmic initiative (laughs) x not to be confused with terminator x my name is oasis brandon jenkins is here for the fourth time uh We'd like you to chime in, 212-998-1818. We're talking about the pitfalls of touring. Uh, We're talking about uh, targeting. We're talking about horrible decisions. That's really what it comes down to. It's like making really bad decisions and then having to deal with that. Like, amigos, they could be over. You know, like, I can't see almost how it's not. Like, you got a a felony on your file. That could be it, you know. Or they could, uh, you know, when I was young, I used to follow this group called Menudo. It was a, a Spanish group, a, a Mexican uh, boy band. And every every some, you know, maybe four or five years when the uh, members were a little too old looking, they replaced the member, okay? Now, the uh, Miko that may be going away, you could easily replace him. 
That's true. Except like, they're like the sort of family, you know? Like, I think the guy who's in jail is the nephew or the well, uncle of the guy who's not in jail? I think the two that are out are relatives, and the other guy... Um, I, I I can't even keep track. No, of it, I but. think it's the one who's in jail because he's the one with the previous felony offset. I think he is the uncle of one of them. I, I mean, think. yeah, they want to keep their business going. They're going to have to figure out something. I mean, it could be uh, like if that Migo name. Yeah, if that Migo name means something. It depends who owns can... the Migos name, right? Doesn't that, isn't there some legal mumble jumble there? And who owns the name to Migos? Is it all three of them? Is it one of them? Is it somebody else? Like some label dude who owns the name Migos? That's the cautionary tale that ultimately <laughs> happens where it's like things don't go so well or people, you get like a Beatles situation. Everybody just wants to do their own thing or any group. And then it starts to, that inner turmoil. So yeah, the, the rise and fall of Migos, what's going to happen, you know? Rise and fall. Well, an unfortunate, very unfortunate incident, Dormick. Yeah, and, and it could have serious repercussions for, for them as one of them still in jail. Do you, do you think they make much money? What do you think they make a night? Let, let's guess. I used to be really good at this. Well, they were doing Chitlin Circuit, as we as we know, and then that so, can be kind of hit or miss. Explain again to our audience what the Chitlin Circuit is. The I think you, you might be best to explain it. Uh, okay, here we go. Quick touring uh, tutorial. Uh, you can tour um, in what's called the uh, corporate touring uh, circuit, which is run by uh, major corporations like AEG Live or uh, Live Nation. Then there's the secondary clubs, which are uh, reputable kind of uh, local promoters who put up their own money, usually grassroots guys who love music. And then there's what's called the uh, brown paper bag circuit, where a club is either rented out you know, by a, a neighborhood kingpin or a, a local drug dealer, and and you're paid off the books. You're you're given your money at the end of the night, and there may be some coke on the money because that money's so dirty. And this usually goes goes on down south. Uh, Dharma called it the uh, Chitlin Circuit, which is what it's uh, traditionally known as, uh, dating back to uh, the 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also called the tertiary markets or the club markets. Uh, right. It's not uncommon to see the Migos perform two shows in one night yep. at the uh, local strip club down in uh, Tennessee. And then, uh, you know, maybe a 18 and over venue. Mm -hmm. And this is how these guys make their money. But, you know, when you play with dirty promoters with dirty money, you know, there, there's a lot that comes with that responsibility of playing those circuits. Now, have, having said that, I brought that up because that's what they've been traditionally been playing. But recently, and I think this tour either just started or is, uh, you know, is about to start. They they were uh, scheduled on a tour with OG Mako. Yeah. Um, and that was supposed to I think that hasn't started yet it's supposed to happen like in another couple it's weeks like, I think it's like the quality control yes. type tour and they've got the backing of 300 I mean I saw them in that, that's Southwest. a Live Nation tour because yeah. that was going through I think either Webster Hall or Irving Irving Plaza was uh, the New York date for that and which, they, there as a group especially a rap group they, that's when you have to make that decision you have to say okay we're involved with these big corporate companies we have the backing of a, a reputable agent you know we're going to have to lay off some of this hood money you know because the hood money could slow down the corporate money and and that's often what happens uh, rapper Nas nasty Nas known in, in in the early you know mid 90s for for bringing out a, a rough crowd in mm -hmm. New York City and you wouldn't be able to see Nas on, on a corporate show it, it just didn't happen he was known for you know performing and whether it's his fault or not in rough places and he had to build his reputation back up you know as opposed to a group like De La Soul or um, you know, any other kind of kind of rap group that's always played that that 
corporate market, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have to pick and choose, especially today. You have to pick and choose where, where you go. But at the same time, it's hard to turn down money, Brendan, right? Yeah, I mean, we saw it with like Chris Brown, I think like maybe two months Chris ago. Chris Brown is another it great... It was somewhere out on the West Coast, and he performed at some like small venue. He called it a hood club. And, you know, there was a shooting there. And now he had, he had nothing to do with the shooting, but the shooting happened and he was there, and he's already got a bad rep. You know, it could have, you know, prolonged his legal battles. I think at that point, he was right at the, the crossroads of getting off of probation. And then also, like, he's... This guy used to, he was going to be the Golden Goose right at the time he blew it. Like, he was in that it, big Wrigley's commercial. It did set him back, yeah. I believe. That particular incident either violated his probation or costed him more community service, which is crazy because that's Chris Brown. That's not a rapper. That's but a guy with, like, it, top it, 40 success. Even even if it doesn't hit him legally, there's promoters who are like, I don't want that where I'm at. or And it's just, it creates hesitation and caution in people. And they're like, man, I don't know. And Migos was... They're at that bridge right now where they can get out of that, and this kind of stuff only holds them back. Like like you said, they were doing stuff with OG Mako, who's not involved in any of that stuff. I saw them do brand events down in South by. Like they're when I ran into them, they were doing a South uh, Samsung event. Like that's good money, you mm -hmm. know. That is great and money. And their fan base isn't just in the hood. Their fan base is is far. It's it's got they got a nice reach. Think think about it this way. You know, a lot of writers complain about, you know, artists like Chief Key for Chicago Drill Acts not getting put on bills on these tours, on these festivals, etc. There is two reasons why that happens. One, like a guy like Chief Key doesn't end up on these bills. One, he has a reputation for not really being a good performer, something that was I think proven the last or only time he ever came to New York, which is Best Buy Theater. I've heard from all accounts that that show was lousy. Um and two, that they have these reputations for performing these shows where some sort of violence breaks out or, or you know their their records comes back to haunt them whatever and so these big companies don't feel like it's worth the the fan they don't need to right lose, lose. Like, you're dealing yeah. with major publicly traded you know concert companies they don't need that one night you know one night of making money with the uh, you know rap group of the moment. Peter Oasis, Darmic X, WMYU 89.1 FM, Brandon Jenkins of uh, Complex Magazine. I mean, is it Complex Magazine anymore? It's like Complex Media. It's like, uh, yeah, visuals and words and all those things melded into one pot. Complex TV's Brandon Jenkins is here. We're talking touring and rap. Coming up at 10.30, Ready C, filling in for uh, the halftime show. Yo, Darmic X got his picks of the week. We'll be back. Pace. His name's Jonah, and my name's Kumail. And he's like, got it. Goes out on stage very confidently. Please welcome to the stage, Jonas and Camel. <laughs> Which, I was like, you have to know that that's the one word that is not my name. <laughs> There's no way my brown parents saw their brown baby and were like, are you thinking what I'm <laughs> Ruin his life. <laughs> Camel, right? Yeah, kids, so Chris, better add him to the list. Mexican that so Chris, man, he always got the hits. Why look at that so Chris? Yeah. Oh man, looking at it, I could be the hero. I done reached another level. They will never ever get to hear my spirit. When the girl said that I'm ill and all these beats that we fulfilling, I could never fall underneath the bar that we created. I knew that I had to make it. You think that I would just settle just to be someone I'm not? That was never on the schedule. I was bumping Slim K ever since I had Serato. Got love for the places that new track out with the topic. Ain't it funny how I came up almost at the same time when the stars aligned? Sheesh, that's amazing. That just means this verse is every. 
everything Put that shit on everything The truth will set you free If you let it I just dead it We the ones that's gonna end up with the credit I'ma take this shit farther than whatever was expected You can't put me in a box My music knocking out the sand The sky dweller Told him that I'm just progressing straight forever Now the loop round and do right center field and Bernie Williams what a play! Bernie Williams, the play of the game, and Bernie's still on the ground. I don't know if he hurt himself or not. And now Gene Monahan, the head trainer, running out to center field. Bernie's got the ball in his glove, and he may have knocked the breath out of him when he hit the ground. What a play by Bernie! What you just heard is some guy trying to sound like Drake <laughs> on a rap record. Great. Thank you, Peter. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to go to the store. And the, yo, can we freestyle, man? If right, you so, want to freestyle, so go ahead. I'm not giving you a beat. We were supposed to have a rapper here. <laughs> and the rapper didn't come because he apparently his voice wasn't working and he couldn't freestyle. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I like you. You're a nice guy. But I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, we had that other kid up here, Alex Wiley from Chicago. That kid is garbage. He wouldn't rap. Like, I asked him to freestyle, and, like, he froze in his boots like I was asking him to compare. The views and opinions of Peter Oasis are not reflective of the rest of the people in the room. (laughs) Who cares about the the views? views. Okay, fine. But I'm just giving some backstory for those who, who are new to the show. We've had a few rappers here who didn't want to rap, and it always breaks my heart. And Darmic explained to me that young rappers don't like to rap, which is crazy that they even call themselves rappers. But beyond that, the thing I explained to you, or we might not necessarily agree, is that I you think- can go to Urban Outfitters and buy a, a rap starting kit mm. and get the right clothes, and all of a sudden you're a rapper. No, what I said was young rap fans are not as interested in hearing rappers rap on radio for freestyles anymore either. I don't- I, I, not all the time. For example, this Jada Kiss and Fabulous scenario has happened over the last couple of weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Where now suddenly they're going to show up on Power 105 and rap to you uh, every week. Brandon, you speak and, for you speak for the youth. Man. And I don't know, I, I'm not I'm not interested in, in hearing them rap every week. Well, I feel like that's also because it's just Jada Kiss and Fab. Like that's that's happened already. They've done that, and it's not really their time anymore. I don't know. I feel like I'm in that weird bridge between like old school and then like kids that only have the internet and never see like daylight, and. I'm I'm interested in like rappers rapping on the radio live or not live like written whatever just new rap like I like rap so I mean you're you call yourself a performer if you don't want to rap you know what you're probably in the wrong business if if you want to wear cool clothes you know maybe fashion's the business for you it's weird but like there's a place for that like there's it sucks but there's like guys out here who like there's i mean we have pop singers who don't write their records just flip them and then they're just they're the face of it i mean pop record pop singers don't write their records that's that's always been the case actually that's (laughs) right but we're talking about a tradition right rap tradition okay it's a tradition you go to the radio you show your skills. Now, most of these guys don't have stories interesting enough that you even want to hear their story. Like, right. uh, we've heard the story. How many times can you hear it? Yeah, I had a horrible childhood. I got shot once in, in the ankle. You know, my, my father wasn't around. I slang some dope. I did this and that. Like, yeah, we've heard your story before. Unless you were touched by an angel and, and you somehow 
I don't know. You you got to have a good story. Not I, many. I, we of all the guests we've had here, Dermic, and I know we disagree on a lot. There's probably been one rapper who I was genuinely interested in his story, and I didn't care if he rapped or not. And that's Young Rory. There's been at least five rappers who have not rapped on this show. I would, I'm talking about someone who we had up here who is a a rapper or performer, and I it didn't cross my mind to ask him to rap because he's such an interesting yes, human being. He's not the only one though. Now, there was Alex Jay-Zone, Wiley, Jay Zone. Jay Zone, who makes money outside of rap, who's a composer. Black Milk. He has an interesting story. Black Milk, another interesting person, comes from an interesting place. He's from Detroit. You know, we had a great story about the housing market in Detroit. Yes, and, we and, did. And Urban Blight. We did. And whatever it was, these are people who had a story. Now, if you come in here and I just wanted to point out there was more than one. If you're trying to plug your new album, okay. You should rap. You, you I should mean, rap. It, yes. You, you, our, our audience doesn't know you from Jack. Okay, this yep. is New York City. Like I know Darmic. Like I'm the New Yorker here. So is Brandon. I rap for New York very hard. Jersey and, guy, and, but <laughs> Jersey, New York, all the same. Oh, okay. It's all with you. I mean, you're congratulations, Jinx. You're, 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 you're here. Like yeah. You grew up. You grew up with Hot 97, probably. Yeah, really. That's all it. I, I still have trouble switching my radio dial, even though there's you know maybe there's reason to, but I have. I just I have a radio that actually doesn't switch. It's still in Hot 97. And you took trips into the city? Yeah, I had to. I mean, my parents... And you were influenced by what went down in the tri-state. We waited for stuff to come. I mean, we got a little bit later than you guys, but you guys pretty much dictated what we thought was cool. All right. You know what? Our station is in New York, and, and, mm-hmm. and I hold that to any rapper who comes through. If you don't want to rap here, we, we don't want you. I, I don't want you. I, I, I'm speaking for me, Peter Oasis. We don't want you if you're a rapper and you don't want to rap. So I am two Sue one two. Did come in and he did rap. Yo, he did I, rap. And I he am Sue it. was a great sport. Okay, and and that's the reason why I am Sue is selling out venues from here to Topeka and back. Okay, because he is a, a good sport. He's a performer. He didn't want to rap. He didn't look like he wanted to rap, but you know what? He had fun with it. And, you know, part of being a performer is having fun. And a lot of these guys are just fly-by-night rappers. They, you know, they get in their their man's uh, studio. They they jack a beat off of, of YouTube. And next thing you know, they call themselves a rapper. That got to stop. And I think that goes back to the point we were making earlier about teams and having, you know, strong teams around you. I think, you know, I Am Sue came here with, with you know, a team that was not going to allow him to ditch the interview or whatever. You know, sometimes if you're just with your boys you want to go somewhere you want to like flake on your commitments you don't want to do this that and the third your boys aren't going to stop you your boys aren't going to control you they're not going to you know uh they're going to allow you to do what you want to do you're the one who's giving them money and they're entitled to or they're you know reliant on you whereas if you have like a strong team of like you know professional people whatever then they're going to let you know that you have to do these commitments you can't stop with these commitments and that's basically why i am sue rapped that night I a think. lot of times in life you need opposition like if yes. someone's if you hear yes all the time i mean we see it like in athletes or anyone or just people like think about someone who's really spoiled that you really like you chances are you can't stand them or like you ever tell someone no and they don't get it you know what i mean like some of these guys are kind of bred that same way. Like they're, they're like, you Darmic, know. shut your mouth. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something about Darmic. Darmic acts like a bitch. Okay. In, in the true sense Peter of the mad. word, it's like Darmic. We're now going to get the next 20 minutes I, of him just mad. This is and, great. And you know All what? Right. And and our audience will love it because mm-hmm. our audience listens to the show every week and they understand the dynamic. You're you're a young guy trying to come up in the music business. You've written a few articles for Complex. You were behind unmasking the, the white rapper Drew. You know, the, your, your claim to fame was at Capital Steez. 
once, rest in peace, once graced the uh, airwaves here, and you were somehow responsible for inviting Capital Steez here. And we, we know your story, okay? My story is a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just a guy who, who likes rap music. I, I come from, from the true school. I like rap. Okay, that's the dynamic. You you sit here and you make excuses for the young rappers, and I get it. That's your generation. But it's devil's you, advocate, also, you know. I, I but still, Darmic. If you, we have you a can one-sided make all, all the excuses you want for these <laughs> it young would be kids, boring. you can make all the excuses you want for them. I, I don't want it. And and you know what? I'd rather not be on this show or I have an audience to speak to in the city I grew up in. You know, from from the culture I came up with, then to, to I'd rather not be here than to have you invite guests or even me invite guests who come here and don't want to perform. Right. And essentially we're the, performing in a sense right now. We are. This is our performance. This is Brandon's performance. Right. Brandon Formal. gets Brandon. Brandon gets on, on, on uh, in front of the camera. You know, he he plays he plays into it. I, I watched a video with Brandon the other day where he was reading hate comments. Oh okay, <laughs> Brandon is a performer, and that's the reason he's here. He, right. He's like us, Darmic. Right. Instead of trying to separate us, you got to realize that anyone we invite here is like us. And to bring it to the audience completely, we made a decision together not to bring said rapper up here tonight. You know, we had initially brought him and he had confirmed, but when he said that he wasn't going to do a freestyle, when he wasn't ready to do a freestyle... I said I'd we- rather he come uh, as much as I like him, as much as he, he, he reps our city, I'd rather him not come this time right. because I, I don't want our audience to have to listen to this. Right. And so, you know, I reached out and I said, you know, we, we think it's better if you come another day. And and we haven't aired him out today because, you know, it's not like he said, I don't rap or whatever, you know. Yeah, we, we, he's good with us. Yeah. Actually, it's just this particular case, he wasn't ready to rap and we were not ready to, to have him. And I've been enjoying his album. And as a guy who... We still it, haven't actually named him. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I'll say that. <laughs> I, I've been enjoying his album and as a guy who is a New Yorker, mm-hmm. if he got here and didn't rap i would be really disappointed because i almost expect that out of guys who are just from here you know like i don't know i don't know why i i give him that pass over anyone else like not to say if someone from the bay or someone from the south came up here but like there's a certain like there's a certain like motif that comes with this and if you don't as a new yorker or just like i don't know you feel like you're supposed to right exactly yeah definitely i I agree with you yeah if you want to chime in 212-998-1818 two one two Nine nine eight one eight one eight. We'd love to hear how you feel about feel feel about this. You're a New Yorker. You grew up on rap. You like to hear rappers rap. So do we. Also, f those commenters. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was that again? I, I I didn't. I think I saw it, but I didn't get a chance to to it's, watch it yet. It's like a news show that we're doing called Shade Pit, where we take the um, the shadiest comments from our videos and we respond to them. Now, I don't get too much shade. Like, I've kind of got myself in a nice zone where I don't have to worry about that. But, of course, you get, like, random shade. But um, now uh, we're kind of not endorsing it, but, you know, giving these guys an outlet to speak their mind, and then we respond to it. It's I don't love it, you know, but um, it's something that we're doing. So I think it can be entertaining, you know, especially because a lot of times, you know, you have these guys who are, who are online and, and they do whatever they do in real life. Who knows? And, you know, they don't understand fully the repercussions of what it is they're saying online because they're not verbalizing it out loud. You know, I think a lot of kids in this generation just think, oh, if you're typing something on your on your phone or on your computer, it doesn't mean anything because it's just something I just threw out there. There and, and I don't remember, you know, which is crazy because, like, at some points, you.
you should have to live almost anything you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if we're in high school together and you say something crazy about me, like, you might have to pay up for that. You know what I mean? You might have to, like, we might have to talk about that. Online, you don't have to do that. And I get it. Like, you shouldn't you shouldn't get too serious about it. But in the same instance, like, I've never heard anything negative in real life because it's real life, you know? There's different things that come with that. And, and there's a difference between, you know, joking around and you can tell joking, you know, it might be a little harder to tell online versus in real life, but you can still tell, you know, and, and there is crossing, there there is lines that can be crossed on online as well. A lot of it is a look for acknowledgement as well. Like, it's like, all right, you know, like I didn't exist to a lot of these guys like two years ago. I've been in this space for quite some time, but, you know, not in a way that was accessible for them. So then you become like this person and then they... They go about it whoever. I mean, there's a lot of good comments, too, and I wouldn't have gotten those unless I sat in the, the seat that I do. So I get it. It's good and bad. But some days you're like, look, man, like, you would not say this to me in real life. I know you wouldn't, you know. Or you think when you go places, like if I go to a festival, kids come up and like, yo, what's up? And that feels, that's cool, right? Yeah. But then it's like, you know that you're also sitting in a room with one of the kids who's like, you know, like, like didn't have anything positive to say and you wonder if he's even in there but you know he's not going to come to you and like say anything not even like a, a valid critique but brandon man I, m- most of the comments are about your gear yeah yo i, I peeped that it's like yo i'm telling like this really compelling story something that's informative something that they should care about and they're like look man yo where'd you get that shirt yo i hate that hat what's up with that supreme hoodie and it definitely clues you into who your audience is but also it's like I don't know. There's like way more important things going on than like where my hat is. Like, you know, you guys are on the site. You know where to buy it. Yo, NW3 Radio 89.1 FM coming up is a halftime show. The world famous DJ Ready C is filling in for Eclipse. Brown Bag All-Stars are already here. There's, there's a few All-Stars. Yo, SoulCon's here. SoulCon, legend in our world, is the host of You Must Learn. Also known for his... Uh, his uh, political commentary and uh, his sick freestyles, world world famous. I, yes. I, I think I spoke about this once. I was on a bus uh, somewhere in, in like between like Canarsie and Brownsville, and there oh. were these young kids on the back of the bus, and they were watching the Soulcon battle. And I kind of had my headphones on, and I was pretending I wasn't listening to them, you know, just talk about the battle. And they were praising Soulcon, and uh, it was amazing to me because in the back of my head, I'm like, I know that guy. And I, I'm proud <laughs> to funny. know Soulcon. So Soulcon's here. Yep. Brown bag all stars are here. Dark Dermic and I are on good terms, so don't get upset. <laughs> we do this only for you guys. It's yes. about it's about fifteen percent real. Two one two nine nine eight one eight one eight. If you want to call, slow tonight, man. Yes, yeah, a little slow I mean, tonight. Oberg's here. The uh, the phones <laughs> light up right away. I was telling him about oh, it's lit, and and I I kind of want to you know let them know what happened after the show. Did you want to? Are you okay if I? I don't. I don't care. <laughs> so this kid basically has been asking Emily Oberg to prom for two months now. He's in L.A. And, you know, he called in the show because he knew she was here and, you know, she had tweeted out the number, whatever. So he calls and Peter, you know, points out, you know, fairly enough that, you know, this kid might be a little out of his league in terms of Oberg. And, and he says, you know, some joking comments and and kid, the kid loses his mind on Twitter. Like after the show is over, he is just tweeting. And, and I just looked at the account because, you know, whatever I saw it. And he's just going, that guy made me look bad in front of Emily. Oh. And he was like, and you know how he's been talking about how he's going to like fly Emily Oberg out for prom, like he'll cover the expenses of this. It's like a 17 year, 18 year old kid covering the expenses for this flight. To- he's selling Jordan so he has a bread. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he said instead of flying Emily out, he would fly Peter out to fight him. 
Great. Why Peter? Also, <laughs> he could beat up Peter. Yo, think about that. Like, just wash this kid for the free flight. Like, that might not be bad. Yeah. Well, uh, Emily's probably not going to this kid's prom. No, I mean she's not going. She told him even on, on the phone. Yeah, oh. that goes back to what we were talking before about rappers and touring and whatnot. There's a lot of rappers who will not only perform at your your prom or your your bar mitzvah, they may even go as your date, and and that's another source of income. Mm-hmm. It is. Is that really happening? That's crazy. I don't know about dates, but for sure, you're going to a prom or, or a bar mitzvah. There's money, man, and it's, sometimes, wow. especially with the, with a rich family, it's more money than your Chitlin Circuit gig. We're talking about performers. I'm not. I'm not doing well enough. I'm not. I mean, I. I don't know if proms is my thing, but I'm definitely trying to get invited. You don't have like the, the right gala. representation, right? I need to I need good management. I'm trying to go to like the gala events, just get flown out. Yeah, here's what we would do if if Dharmic and I were your management. First thing we do, we'd get you on the uh, circuit, the uh, talking circuit. Yeah. All right. You TED talks. Not only that, we we'd stick you in front of the university kids, right? And you tell them your struggle. What just happened? I, I think that's ready. See, setting up. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. So, so you talk about your struggle. There you go. That that's a that's a that's an income. Boom. Especially with colleges. Um, you know, for example, Killer Mike just was at NYU, and and you know, he he enjoys going to college campuses. I'm sure because he gets to interact with kids. But uh, but I'm sure that the uh, extra source of income doesn't hurt either. Yeah, no, I'm sure it's dope. I, I need <laughs> to get in on this. It's probably much safer than showing up at the Chitlin Circuit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And getting paid. If and... you have learned anything today, you have learned what the Chitlin Circuit is. Yeah, we like to educate our audience, man. Definitely, that's how you met one of your clients. Actually, was was at a was it at a, at a strip club in? Uh... I went down to meet a client in Alabama. <laughs> yes, and he took me on a tour of the local strip clubs. He treated me to some pizza at the strip club. He brought me to the trap house. Hey, this this because he thought he was impressing me, and I was like, <laughs> oh boy, I was like, yo, man, like this is not for me. Like I'm I'm a normal you know middle class guy. Like I I don't need to be in the trap house. Imagine feeding the New Yorker raising an Italian family strip club pizza. Well, I'm a New Jersey native, and I've I've been I've had strip club wings in Atlanta, and they're delicious. So I mean I don't know I can't really frown. Wings are one thing. Wait, wings are a little yeah, different. I've never, pizza. I've never had strip club pizza. You know, it's like I don't know, it's a whole other other situation. Like, who's who's up there kneading the dough? Like that just feels crazy, <laughs> right? Like who's pouring the sauce? Yeah, it, it's a little much. It, it's not the fact that he brought me for pizza; it's how he sold it to me. It's like you know, after we run around and we we do this and do that. I'm going to take you for the best pizza you've ever had. <laughs> Knowing that you're from New York. Yeah, so that's sketchy. I was like, oh, man. I was like, and I kept an open mind. And How we, was it? Well, I, he, they ordered the pizza, and my buddy Ice and I were at the bar, and the rapper went to get a, a private dance. And uh, what was it called? The, he went to the champagne room, okay. if you may. The VIP. While he's in the champagne room, I am eating, I'm pretending to eat the pizza. I take a few bites. And, of course, I asked the uh, bartender, you know, please just throw this away. <laughs> just just take it and get get it out of here. This is so bad. You should have just ripped it at the crust and left the crust on the plate. Like, yo, man, that was delicious. Just show him that you had done it because maybe he felt that you had, you know, you had tossed it. Who knows? Did you guys end up ever talking about the pizza after that? Nah, but he would always talk about coming to New York. And he's like, can you take me to New York for some falal food? I was like, what's a falal food? <laughs> <laughs> And he would say that all the time, like, yo, when I go to New York, I love falal food. 
And obviously, falafel being a combination of a falafel and halal food. I didn't even think about the combination aspect. I just thought he meant halal, like, like the carts. He, he was so amped to get street meat. Yeah, he meant the halal carts. Yo, he was so gassed off the street. And I, I guess I get it, right? You're, you're in, you know, you're in, in uh, Alabama. You know, you can't pull up to a street cart like us right now. We can go out for five, six bucks and we can get a legit meal. Yeah. Or we go to get a nice falafel for a couple of bucks. And you don't have that luxury down down in, in Alabama. So when you're here, you got to get both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. and at the same damn the time. Falafel. I always say, you know, when I'm talking about like when I have interactions with my family in India, like my cousins, that I, I don't really talk a lot to them about what goes on here in, in New York because there is no way that they could ever understand it like like even if i explained it to them the they, they couldn't visualize it they couldn't imagine and, and you know i kind of say it's like an indian thing but you know I, new york is kind of a one-of-a-kind city even in america and i imagine a lot of people in the south or in other places some of the things we do here and some of the places here are just something they couldn't fathom unless they make it here finally it's weird like i remember like first working at a uh, decon for a little bit and i was in soho and Soho's different than what you'd see uptown or in brooklyn and i was like yo what's going on like but two days into it you you forget about it you know but i have friends like in other cities that are like my age that they wouldn't understand what's going on and part of it might be an age thing too like i try to explain even just like my job to my grandma and she just tells her friends oh brandon makes commercials and i was like all right you know yeah i, I make commercials you know there's no point of reference to explain what goes on in this city yeah whether it's your job or just who you hang out with you know people come here and they're like it's like six flags to them you know they just can't really grasp all the cool things that are happening and there's a lot going on yeah there's a lot going on in, in, in new york it's definitely one of those one-of-a-kind cities overall i couldn't see myself really anywhere else right now i've had people ask me like where else would you go and it's like where else would i go not yeah. even maybe la nah i mean i feel like i've i've yeah. only been out there in small bursts and la to me just feels like i don't know it's like where you go like if you have mad new clothes that you want to show people i don't know like it just feels like a weird like that feels like six flags you know like like the amusement park you show up there it's cool to visit but at the end of the day you want to go back to your crib yeah we've lost a lot of good new yorkers to los angeles over the past few years two weeks ago i kind of had la fomo for the first time ever in life it was around like coachella weekend and it wasn't necessarily for coachella i didn't really want to go to that necessarily but like some of the events that were happening around it and the people who were out there and just connecting with each other and that was the first time i was ever like dang i really would love to be there yeah and the weather's dope yeah that too it's like new york there's just so many things that happen here that's like i i don't know where else i would go i don't know i mean i'm sure it has its benefits the girls seem cool <laughs> the pot yeah, yeah uh i mean well, we talk about pot a lot here on this show guys, we've never yeah, had this conversation yeah. well i don't smoke which makes it harder to have such conversations mm. <laughs> yeah, I always love a good pot conversation. Shouts to everyone who celebrated 420. There was the one time they tried to get me high on air. That didn't actually happen, but that was good times. Yeah, that would have been tight. <laughs> well, yes, Los Angeles, definitely a great place for pot. New York has its has its benefits, but also it still has that like fake hustler vibe that you encounter every once in a while where you just land some stuff that you really don't really want. Whereas LA, it's like, it's a legit business. It's like a there's a whole system there of how you can kind of maneuver. Yeah, there's nothing been... You remember that TV show on HBO where they uh, made the crisp jeans and all that? Oh, yeah, How to Make It in America. How to Make, how America. To make It in America. Yeah. There's never been a truer show. I mean, everywhere you turn in New York, and I guess 
it is that kind of hustler vibe where everyone's just trying to get over and but but that's what makes new york so great i mean that the history of new york people who've come here from other countries with nothing and turn it into to something and i could speak speak to that as a you know third generation uh, new yorker and uh, there's something great to be said about but is also really corny at times like you know someone trying to give you their t-shirt and i'm sure this happens to brandon a lot like brandon can you wear my t-shirt on air well you get like these you don't get these like legitimate relationships where it's like hey man i just like this thing it's always like this trade-off so like if i meet somebody it's like hey what's up and i'm like what's up and they're like oh i like what you do and i know that the compliment is followed by like a request and it's like they're they're jabbing with the right and then swinging with the left yeah and i get it because like that's just how it goes. Like I understand the, the hustle doesn't sleep, but also it's weird for me because I never did that. I just like I just showed up and did whatever I did, and then that got me somewhere else. I never like had to sell anybody anything, and I think that's just more who I am, and I understand people that do it. But some days it's like it makes you so hesitant to deal with people in New York because you're like, look, man, I, the other shoe's about to drop. What is it? And a lot of times, like, yo, dude, I can't even help you. I had yeah. a guy, these two, these guys, um. We were at South by, and so I'm chilling there with like a couple of cats from Complex. We're pretty much winding down. We're at like a Sonics in the middle of like Austin, not even by the like, not even by like the festival grounds. These kids come up, and they were cool. But one guy was like, "Yo, I love what you do." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Oh, cool, man, dope. Like, I really appreciate that. You're watching the videos. I I get to keep my job tight." Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they dip, and then this girl comes back, and she's like. Hey, what's up, yo? Um, they want to know if they can rap for you, and I was like, "Well, a, they were just here. Why didn't they do that? B, I, what, what can I do?" Did for you, you really say that? Yeah, she did. And, and no, no, did you really say like, "Why didn't they rap for you? Aren't you happy they didn't just rap for you?" No, no, my, I was like, "Uh, I can't really do anything like right now. Like, what's gonna happen?" You know. And so then they all came back. They like gave me like their sound clouds. It was weird because they came back one by one by one, and there was like four of them. So, like, and I don't even know how they all fit in the car. So, like, the girl leaves. One guy comes up and gives me a SoundCloud. The other guy comes up and gives me a SoundCloud. The other guy comes up and gives me a SoundCloud. The last guy goes, yo, what's up? One of y'all working music? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sort of. He's like, all right, what's up? And he just dapped me up. Now, how that's does, where how, I say how, no, by how, the way. How Do you work in music? You a no. SoundCloud? Yo, um, yo, what's crazy it was, is they had notebook paper. They had loose leaf. And uh. they wrote it down. And then I was like, you guys can just put it in my phone. It's easier. But also, like, why don't you guys just find me on SoundCloud and send me your links? I, I don't know. It was kind of weird. And I, 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 I'm never, like, rude to anybody. And I get it because I listen to those those things. Like, sometimes there's gold. Like, one yeah. kid, I ran into him at a McDonald's. And it was a McDonald's I used to work at in Jersey. And he was in the drive-thru. And he was like, yo, what's up, man? I watch your videos. I'm like, thanks. Didn't say anything else. was like, I like what you do. Found me on the internet. Send me his link. This kid's name, he, his name is Young Gosling. So I, I admit, I think he needs a better rap name. But yo, his music was his music was tight. Oh, word. Young Gosling was dope. Yeah, it, it was tight. And I was like, look, man, where'd you, like, whoever you made this with, you guys need to stay connected. He's like, I did it all in my, in my bedroom. And I just worked on it for like the last like, like six months. I'm like, yo, this is tight. And so it's weird. This kid didn't even want anything at the moment. He's just like, yo, just show me love. I really appreciate it. He was in the same drive-through window I used to work in. And then finds me on the internet, sends me a link, real cool. I listened to it, and his music was dope. Like I hope, I hope I stay in contact with him because he's probably going to be in the mix in a little bit. You know. Why don't you just pass that over to uh, the Pigeons and Planes guys? Yeah, man. I actually sent it to him, and they were like, "Yo, I think it's dope." They gave me kind of their critiques. I pass it off to him, you know, and he'll take what he takes. But Pigeons and Planes guys, they have a good ear. They find a little bit of everything. They definitely do. They definitely do. I mean, I guess that's the important thing to note too. Like, you know, you, you they can talk to you. People can talk to you, but it's not like you ha you're 
you're out here blogging artists and stuff like that on Complex. I'm, you, you I'm, know, I'm that's also, not your role. I'm also like not like like L.A. Reed. You know what I mean? Like I can't <laughs> yes. I, I can't change your life in a day, but <laughs> I definitely like music and I'll listen to it. But sometimes it comes off like when people do the yo, I really love you, and before they even finish it, they're already selling me, and it's like. Or when they try to not sell you, but they're still selling you, like just keep it funky. What's up, man? Like, yeah, it, it'll work. Just tell me what's up. Like, we have that combo really quickly. Let's build right now. Yeah, yeah. you not not later. How can people send you their SoundClouds? That's at Jersey underscore Jinx. Yep, everything's at Jersey underscore Jinx. Um, definitely don't do it on Instagram. That's terrible. <laughs> like, really, kids will like it'll be a picture of me and my mom. And they'll be like, yo, man, I got this new tape. I'm like, dude, that's wrong. Also, you can't even click the link off of it. I'll click on a comment. That, that, that's a huge part of it. Like, look, man, you're actually, that, you're just putting up a brick right now. Like, it's not, it's not going to land anywhere. And Twitter is just like, it's just too busy. Like, SoundCloud, it sits in a, in a folder. Mm -hmm. I'll check it eventually. And then I'll just say it's cool. Like, I, I, there's not too much I can do. And I know that they don't want to hear that, but it's, it's the truth, you know. WNYU 89.1 FM. Now Where Worry is the name of the show. Darmic X and Peter Oasis are still here with Brandon Jenkins of uh, Complex Television. Mm. Brandon is one of the four, I guess, marquee folks over there at the Complex TV show. Uh, you may be familiar with Emily Oberg. And we mentioned the name of the other two guys who get no love, especially up here. Uh, Sean Evans and Hanuman Welch. Yeah. Do they have agents? Maybe we can get them up. Are we ready to take that next step, or are we? I think I'm just good with Oberg and uh, Jenkins. I leave such decisions up to you, Peter. I mean, yeah, I'm good with, with Jenkins. No further comments on my end. All right, yeah, Jenkins, I brought you here. We're we're not going to replace you. I'm with that. <laughs> oh man, do you want to spit a hot sixteen before you're out of here? No, I don't. <laughs> nah. You know what's crazy is last time when dude wouldn't rap. I was going through lines in my head, and I was like, look, I'm about to go up and embarrass this guy. And not because I didn't like him, because I do like him, but it was like, you just felt that tension of, he's not going to rap. I bet you he'll rap if I rap. Just because it's like, look. Peter was going to, I'm surprised Peter didn't do it, actually, at that, yeah, that day. Yeah, I, I, I've talked about this. I've, I've battled someone up here and kind of burnt him. But a friend of the show, and, and somebody who's good. A friend of the artist. show who's actually a touring artist. Yes. He's in all, you know, your favorite magazines and whatnot. I, 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 I murked him. It, it wasn't funny. It was just like, and I, I was going, both going off the top. Yeah, and I was going with with, with lines that, that you know, written in '94. You know, <laughs> after taking mushrooms and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so all he. Yeah, I, I was not, I was not even coming with my A game because if I was, it would be really ugly for dude, man. I catch these weird waves for like either if I'm the time I rap the most is when I'm like legitimately upset. And then somehow it's almost like it's not like going to the gym, but like I just get over over things that way. But I promise you that one day I come here. There's a YouTube rap. video of me battle rapping in high school in the lunch cafeteria. You will never ever find it. Did you body them though? Did you win? I won one of them, and then the other was kind of a draw. I feel like I won that one too. But again, you will never find it. Although Brandon doesn't rap, he does DJ. He uh, just had a headlining gig at the uh, Tribeca Grand for the uh, Versus party this if, past weekend. It feels weird to say that, like, I, like I take photos, but I'm not a photographer. You know, I, there's guys who do that. You know, like DJing. Like I DJed. I can't say I'm a DJ, but it was fun, and I definitely plan to continue it. Um, played some female R&B, mm -hmm. old and new, so that was cool. And um, it, I didn't tank. Nice. Um, props to DJ Tara who's like a super dope DJ. Friend of the station. Yeah, she's so ill. Tara's been up here before. Shouts to her. She's so ill and she got me right for the uh, for the evening. So hopefully I can um, you know, study under her wing and, and 
you know. Yeah, speaking of Tara, her friend and our friend um, Tim Cornwell, aka Tim Hotep, Dude, the uh, just got a, a gig over at the NPR, and I'd like to congratulate him on the new gig. Uh, Tim had a show up here. Uh, for a while, he was part of the uh, Susie Smash show. I think he's technically still a part of it, though he hasn't shown up in uh, two years. Tim, good friend, also the manager of Droog, the uh, white rapper who Darmic uh, uncovered his story and, and even put a photo of him up on Complex. He eatered him. Tim's um, another guy who kind of like definitely helped get me right and gave me a lot of good looks. It's funny that guys like that circulate. Yeah. yeah, send your music to Tim. He he wants it. Definitely send all your. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Shouts yeah. out to Tim. Yeah. He definitely Tim also gave me a real my dude, start. Man, I've known Tim for a very very long time, and he's he's an honest dude. He's a good dude, and he deserves that position up at the NPR. And I'm happy to see him up there. Um, you know, I want to do another white rapper show. I feel like our last white rapper show was pretty good. We had uh, Dan Eisenberg up yep. here. He's a good dude. We spoke about white rappers for 90 minutes, and it was great. Yes. I kind of want to do that again. With with who? With Droog? No, 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 no. I don't, who who would be good? Actually, we should get Brandon to talk about white rappers. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, we we need someone to talk about white rappers. Let's get Brandon. <laughs> Let's get Emily to do it. <laughs> Emily to talk about white rappers. The, 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 the prerequisite would be they had to work with Pharrell. But then are there any white rappers who've worked with Pharrell? Wait, Solkan is in the background, and, and he's saying he would like to to talk on our next white rapper extravaganza. I, I, I think that's a good idea. What a great show that was. It You know, you can never get enough white rapper. <laughs> yes, you can't. You can't. It was such a good time, and uh, we for, we shouted out almost every white rapper that's ever recorded. And we missed a couple. We missed a couple, but we got most of them. Yeah, we went back the next day, Brandon. Is there a master list? We're like, like, where is that? We were going off the top of the dome. Yeah, we Dan, were. Eisenberg Dan Eisenberg had, had a, a, list. a list, and he pulled out some really random uh, Yonkers rappers and some, some Westchester rappers, and it was great that he did so. And uh, I think we need to do that again, a white rapper part two. Um, SoulCon's in. So, there we go. So we need to book that in. Um, we have a few guests coming up. Uh, John Caramonica was supposed to be on in a few weeks. He's rescheduled. I cannot wait to have John Caramonica up. John is is by far one of the, the greatest uh, music writers out right now. He's over so at the New York Times. He got me in the New York Times. See he that? About, uh, he wrote about the stuff we did in Ferguson. Yeah. Got to show my mom. She was like, yo, you're the New York Times. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Caramonica. Speaking of the Ferguson thing, congrats on the uh, Webby uh, nod that you oh, were honored you. there. Yeah, we, we actually, we shouted you out last week when you weren't here. Oh, it's tight. We were yeah. like, yo, shouts to Brandon. Also, shouts to uh, my girl, um, Kelly Green and her team, who were also nominated for a Webby over at the Food Network. Uh, Brandon Jenkins had a uh, an honorary, who were you? Yeah, it was like, you guys didn't win, but we saw what you did, and we think it's we think it's respectable. And, and you know what? That That's huge. It was, because when we did it, we didn't have a clue what we were doing, um, but we kind of just followed what we thought was right, and it was definitely like, a, for what it was, for it to be like Ferguson coverage, stuff I'd never seen before, but it was cool that um, some other people thought it was worthy of um, of accolade. Yeah, and, and for Complex, I mean, Complex is a, a you know, obviously uh, has a younger demographic, and they tend to uh, feature a lot of uh, clothes and, and cool hip stuff, and that was a really good move for complex to send you down there and great things came of it now you are you're you know you're you're mentioned in the webbies which is a no small feat 
Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. For for those uh, who normally listen to the halftime show at this time, let me let me let you know the voice in the background you can faintly hear is DJ Eclipse barking out instructions as they set up. He is on on the FaceTime machine over there. Um, DJ Ready C is. Uh, is DJ is going to be DJing the halftime and, show? And while they set up, we're we're going to be here to help carry that over. Yes, uh, DJ Ready C, great friend. Uh, we we used to do a podcast together called WLND, the Live and Direct uh, podcast. And I was mentioning this off the air. If it wasn't for Ready C and and Ready C filling in for Eclipse uh, one night in 2012, we wouldn't have this dysfunctional relationship. No, we would have never met um, because you don't go out. And so. you you would have never met Party Supplies, and you would have never met uh, Action Bronson. I don't and, go I think I'm better off with some of those meetings. Um, <laughs> I don't go out either. Yeah, so shout, I yeah. I want to give a crazy shout out to Action, who, who's been on the road for most of this month. Uh, he started his tour out with two major sellouts at Terminal Five in New York. Yep, which is crazy. Action Bronson is a friend uh, of ours and a friend of the show, and and someone who I've uh, watched his career grow, mm-hmm. you know, over the past four years or so. So shouts to, to Action and his entire team, Dro, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Name? Uh, De Jesus. De Jesus and all that. Um, Ashton gave out a 50 pound barbecue pit the other night in the West Coast. Like during his show. Like I've seen the flat screen TV. He gave out a barbecue pit. Well, we talked about this. Uh, you know, as he gets bigger, he can no longer throw bags of weed out into the crowd. I saw that happen too. Because he'll run the risk of being migoed. Right. Uh, so he had to. Now he's throwing out TVs. Still amazed he has not been arrested during any of his tour stops, which goes back to the whole touring while black as opposed to touring while white. Um, you know, I it, the things that have happened during his shows, uh, particularly the time where he clotheslined homeboy security guard in, in one state, is is crazy that nothing happened there. But um, hey. You know, yeah, knock on wood on So you're saying if, if Young Thug did the same thing? He put it in better perspective. The dude, um, Afro, Afro Man, uh, hit a woman. He punched a chick in the face. He but, should go to jail. No, 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 no. No, here's the reason why. He had no idea who was behind him. He just knew that somebody was touching up on him. Somebody who had no business being on stage, was not invited on stage, should have never been there, should have never been five feet from him. What is security there for at a show? You know, know, she's behind him. He has no idea what's going on behind him. His instinct is just to go, uh, maybe it's a bad instinct to start swinging at whatever's behind you, but you can, you're not. it's not a criminal instinct she's trespassing she has no business to be there maybe just because I, I was able to watch it as he did it like yo if he got in legal trouble for that man good for him like he yo, got arrested but I, he, I don't he, I, he because clocked he got her, high he, he clocked her in the face whereas like action Bronson clothes on a teenager it's weird like teens are like people are climbing on stage now almost to get hit it, it seems like it's wild yeah and so I, again she was asking for it to an extent I don't condone violence particularly not uh, ready see but, ready sees tuning up yes. uh, uh, y'all want to give a shout out to Up North Trips Ev, who's listening out there. Yo, what's up, Evan? Yo, what up, Evan? I want to give a shout out to everyone in the New York City audience. Everybody out in Brooklyn, uh, Crown Heights, East New York, Flatbush, Brownsville, Bay Ridge, Sunset Park. Everyone out there uh, in Brooklyn, always and forever. Uh, shout out Jersey. Yo, sh- I wouldn't even know where to shout. Uh, Summer- sh- shout out Trenton. Summer- no, not Trenton. Shout out to Newark. They disappear in both those Brick places. City. Somerset and New Brunswick. Shouts to New Brunswick. Ah, Ready C's on the one and twos. Thanks for listening to NW3 Radio. Brown Bag All-Stars are here. We out.